Welcome to the Damn Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Bree, and I'm a full-time online fitness coach, and my passion is to educate women on all things fitness. I help women just like you step into the power of knowledge and commitment to ultimately live your best and strongest life. In this podcast, we'll talk about being damn strong in our body, mind, and life. I'll be teaching you how to navigate nutrition, strength training, and mindset challenges. So get ready to take some notes because we're building a damn strong life. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have a fun episode. We don't really know how it's going to go, yeah. but um, we're going to go for it. Alex, why don't you tell everyone what we're doing today? We are asking ChatGPT a bunch of questions to see if an AI can replace Bree and I. And we're going to rate its answers on an A through F scale. So A plus is the best. F is the worst. We're going to see what happens. This is very unscripted. It's going to be on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I'm excited for this. Uh, for those of you who don't know what chat GPT is, it's based, I mean, probably most of you do, but we'll explain a little bit if you don't. It's basically like, a, this is the only way I know how to explain it. You might know better, but it's just an AI system where you basically can type anything you could possibly imagine and it gives you an answer and instantaneously, basically, and it's really good at doing it. Yeah, and they have like different versions of this. Man, if somebody, if one of our followers or like listeners is really into AI, they're just going to be shaking their head the same way like we would be shaking our head at some random person explaining their workout program because yeah. like we're probably just butchering our explanations. But um, yeah, it's essentially just like a conversational model, artificial intelligence kind of thing. Um, I think Brie nailed it. They are There's like a new version. So we're going to be using 3 or 3.5. We're not using 4, which at the time of this recording is a paid for version. And that okay. is a very much upgraded model that a lot of people are saying is a lot better, but um, we're, we're rocking with the free one today. <laughs> yeah. So how I've seen people online using this, they'll be like, write me a grocery list for the week. And yeah. Chad GBT will give you a grocery list or it'll say, Hey, I want to make lasagna. Write me a grocery list for this lasagna recipe. And it'll be like, okay, because you're making this lasagna recipe, this is everything you need to buy from the store. Yep. And so people have been using on the, I mean, you can use out the other spectrum. I've seen people do it where they're like, write me a horror movie script uh, including nacho cheese dip and a teddy bear. And yep. it'll write a horror script for a movie, including nacho cheese dip and a teddy bear. And so it's like, it can just create whatever you think. So people have been using this. I've mainly seen, I don't know if you've seen it in different ways, Alex, but with like grocery lists and then like recipes, like high protein stuff. Have you seen it used any other way? In oh my God. Every, like, every single space? way possible setting okay. up spreadsheets setting up like literally any way possible people are using it in their jobs now and um, oh yeah like in, in different too. ways so it's um i really think without getting too much into like the artificial intelligence talk like i feel like this is going to change the world in a very dramatic way the same way like borderline the way the internet or like m maybe too much of a jump to say like electricity yeah. but i think in the next like two to five years we're gonna see some really crazy stuff and to be honest we already are like even if you go on canva canva and yeah. you just say like create a photo of a panda riding a surfboard with a sunset and there's a mountain range in the background <laughs> and like beaches and like whatever you want there's a there's a couple people doing a picnic and there's a giraffe on like a jet ski it'll do that Canva. You need to do that now. After we get off, after we finish this episode, you have to do that. That'll be the cover art for like this Instagram. episode or something. Yeah, yeah um, you need to post on for context or somewhere. Yeah, exactly. for context, you need to go see this episode. And then we'll just put if you know, you know, you know, like the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So, um, do you want to pull up the questions? Because I have my two monitors right now. Um, will you pull yes. up the questions? They're on Trello. Um, and we kind of have a loose framework for what we want to ask, but we might just kind of see how it goes. Um, so the, it, I don't really see the questions. I just said, we asked GPT to make us this, 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 and yeah, this. And that's the, fine. Okay. So, okay, so cool. we'll just, with the workout program, start there. All right. Okay, so, per perfect. Um, so I'm let's say, first... chat GPT, can you yep. make me a workout program? Let's, let's be even more specific. Let's say okay. make me a hypertrophy based okay, cool. workout program. Hypertrophy based workout program. All right. Enter. It says, sure, I can help you with that. However, it's important to note that a workout program should always be tailored to an individual's goals, fitness level, and any existing injuries or health conditions. With that said, here's a sample hypertrophy-based workout program that you can consider as a starting point. Day well, one. First, well, first I'll pause. I love the context. that I said that at the beginning. Right, yeah. I'm um, already really impressed. Okay, so 
I've done this before and it wasn't that good. This one is not that bad. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, did you did you specify hypertrophy when you did it yeah. the last time? Okay. No. No. Um, okay. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is gonna be okay, a read it, lot. Read us. Read this, us. Oh. I, I'm gonna be talking for a while. Well, can you sum summarize? Sure. Sure. Well, why do you I'm, say I'm a while? Gonna... Is it like a is it a week's worth of workouts or five, five days of workouts? Four four days of workouts. Let's just do day one. Sure. Day one, upper body. We'll do day one and day two, upper body, lower body. Okay. It has as a four day um, upper lower split. Okay. It gives Love two it. rest days. Doesn't say day seven, you know, just assuming rest there, but it's saying uh, day three and day six are rest. Day one, two, four, five are upper, lower, upper, lower in that order. Okay. Day one, barbell bench press, four sets by eight to 12 reps. Bent over barbell rows, four sets by eight to 12 reps. Seated dumbbell shoulder press, three sets by 10 to 15 reps. Cable tricep pushdowns, three sets by 10 to 15 reps. Bicep curls, three by 10 by 15, 10 to 15. And then plank, three by 30 to 60 seconds. All right, let's give, let's just right now, give this an A to F. We'll have a, have a, okay, we don't discuss. On three, we'll both just say what we give it, okay? Okay, and we're doing plus, neutral, and minus or is. minus. Yes. Okay. So it could be like a, like a, a letter. A minus, with, A plus. Or just an A kind of thing, right? Okay, okay. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. B minus. B minus. What? <laughs> How crazy is that? Okay, oh you gosh. start. Why do you give it a B minus? Okay, so I like that it has, I think it's not terrible in the sense of like, yeah, I mean, this will cover your bases. You got uh, you got a push, you got a pull, you have both a horizontal and a vertical um, push. You have a little bit of arm stuff. I think um, doing like this four by eight to 12 is kind of like this very standard framework that will get a lot of people where they want to go, but it's lacking a little bit of nuance on the RIR side of things, the RPE True. side of things. True. Um, I think anytime we work with a fixed implement, like a barbell bench press or a barbell row, I mean, you know this, like right. it, it doesn't necessarily, it won't be like, oh, you're going to be having joint pain. It just increases the potential for joint pain because it's a fixed implement and you can't rotate to where your joints might feel a little more comfortable. So that's right. kind of my initial thoughts. What about you? I mean, I agree with everything you said. I think, you know, I'm taking into account also the first part, right? Saying, hey, just by the way, this doesn't account for injury, personal, mm -hmm. all the certain stuff. So but it's like, here you go. And if you're someone who has no idea what to even start doing, this is pretty solid. Pretty like I good. don't really like the cable tricep push down and yep, depending agreed. on like how, you know, how that's set up, yep. it's not most optimal. But then I also have to remember like, you know, I think you and me both probably get in this mindset, at least me, I know for, I get in this mindset zone of what's optimal, but like at the yep. same time, like, you know, there's a lot of people doing like shitty exercises getting jacked, you know what I mean? Facts. And so we can talk optimal all day long. I do think it's important, like you said, like joint stuff and, and accounting for that. But like, eight to 12. I love that it did eight to 12 and I like 10 to 15 or 20, 25. I love that it stayed in that rep range four sets. You know, we, you could probably do three and be fine. You don't necessarily need four, but like B minus is saying like, this is pretty solid to start out. And then you could definitely tailor it to be even better, but I'm not mad at this. <clears throat> One thing to be that, honest. So just a heads up uh, for our listeners, Brie cannot see this. So she's just relying on what I'm telling her. Yeah. Um, one thing that I'm seeing here is every day at the end of it, we have a three by 30 to 60 second plank. Now, okay. I'm just going to say that that does kind of lower my um, rating a little bit. I think yeah. in terms of if you want to grow your rectus abdominis, um, I don't think that just a plank is going to really do it because it's an isometric hold. It's right. not taking the muscle through a full con, you know, range of motion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think like a, a cable crunch, um, a gar hammer would be preferred for me. On an yeah, ab no, I like that. What I do like, I think I'm kind of playing devil's advocate is that it only gives you one core exercise each day versus doing like Facts. three. Yeah. Right. I do yeah. love that it didn't just overload with ab stuff. It was just like, hey, this is plenty of volume for you to do. Honestly, I think it's more than you need, um, but it's not overloading you on volume. And I love I think in total, it's like five upper body exercises, five upper body. And then the and then, and the, then the core. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. And again, 20 sets. So I think that's, I mean, 20 sets is a hard day. Yeah. Like I general recommendation, I probably wouldn't go much above 20, definitely not above 30 in a day. Um, very roughly. I think a lot of people kind of find that sweet spot around like 12 to 20, depending on the day. Right. Um, depending on compound versus isolation too, but you want to go in the lower body now? Uh, yeah. Going to lower body. All right. So day two, lower body, uh, squats four by eight to 12 deadlifts four by eight to 12 leg press three by 10 to 15 leg curls three by 10 to 15 standing calf raises three by 10 to 15 and then the plank again this is yeah. this is a workout from hell yeah, this would this be the hardest thing in your life i was like literally you're going through that i'm like oh my gosh i'm gonna die you're gonna that die. is a hard day if you're actually taking your sets close to failure that would be the hardest workout you've I done all like dead you, I'd, I'd, I'd i'm not kidding i'd probably vomit i'm serious yeah. oh easily yeah yeah so Let's what would we change uh, before well, before we, we say? We want to rate this on an A to A to F scale first before we say. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Ready. One, two, three. C. D. Oh, okay. okay. You went a bit lower C. than me. I, yeah, I said C. You Dude, said D. Somebody would just be wrecked from this. Like, I agree. I, I think like there is just such a better way. Like I'm borderline like D minus F because this is so yeah. unrealistic for yeah. a, for a workout to look like this. Like squats deadlifts and leg press all on one day yeah. pick one of those like pick yeah. one of those and maybe you can do two out of three it's very repetitive too for having all of those three things i think on yeah. the same day yeah i rated it a c just because i think i think we're on the exact same page with how we feel with this our scaling's just different because i agree like this is just way too hard for like most people and just is gonna obliterate you um i mean you could do it but like Jeez Louise, it's going to make you, you're going to dread going to the gym and have a hard time going Backs. to the gym after you do this day. Can you sure. imagine getting done with barbell back squats and then you still have four sets of deadlift? And then I can, I can imagine press. that, but I, I can't imagine after deadlift then having no, leg press. Absolutely not. I can't. No, I'm going home. I'm skipping. I'm skipping <laughs> that. There's no shot of doing that. So I give this one a D. You give it a C. Um, changes that I would make. I don't love having squats and deadlifts on the same day personally, especially if we're yeah. talking like barbell squats, barbell deadlifts. I think there's just a degree of technicality and um, y- you need to be very precise on these movements. Um, yeah. I'm not saying you have to be perfect with your form or anything. It's just like, you know, you kind of have have to have form cleaned up, whereas leg press is one of those that like you just push. I mean, for the most part, you just push it, you know, pretty stable. You're in a stable you know? environment. Yeah. So I think I would take out um like either squats or deadlifts and then add in like maybe a leg extension or some kind of like quad dominant exercise that won't absolutely like destroy you yeah yeah no i agree with all that i honestly would just probably restructure this day completely like it's like okay do we want to squat that day do we want to deadlift that day or do we want to do we want to leg press i'm not against putting a squat and a leg press in the same day i've probably done it before it's not my forte just because it's a little bit repetitive um, but I would probably pick which one we're doing as like our hard compound lift and then structure around that and be like, okay, we're doing some leg curl. We're doing leg extensions or we, do, we need maybe some unilateral movements. There's just way too much to this day. Yeah. So. Agreed. So I want to also say we, we do have a day four, day five, but I think for the sake of time and repetitiveness, let's move past the workout stuff. Um, well, wait, now, I, want, I want to say one last thing before I move sure. forward, unless you have something you're going to say. <clears throat> yeah, it, it has a note section on here. Oh. And the notes are pretty solid. So this is at the end. The notes okay. say, perform each exercise with proper form and use a weight that challenges you within the desired rep range. Awesome. Wow. Perform a warm-up before each workout to prevent injuries and improve performance. Awesome. <laughs> Remember to progressively overload the weight, reps, or sets as your strength and fitness level improves. Include some cardiovascular exercise like walking, running, cycling, or swimming for at least 150 minutes per week to promote overall health and fitness. What's 150 minutes? What would that be? Uh, two and a half hours. Okay. That's the American Heart Association recommendation. So oh, okay. um, I'm sure that's probably where they're pulling that's from. But just like, from, yeah. let me say, chat GPT, A++ on these notes. Yeah, agreed. A++, A++, like, agreed. So... You go, ChatGPT. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna you tell go, Glenn ChatGPT. Coco. Yeah, four for you. <laughs> Is that what they say in that in that movie? It's uh, right. in Mean Girls. He says, "You go, Glenn Coco." Um, I'm gonna say, "Good job, ChatGPT." All right. 
Um, ChatGPT says thank you. If you have any further questions or need any more help, feel free to ask. All right. Wow. What's, the, what's the next thing we want to ask it on the on our board? Well, wait. I just want to add one last thing since we're moving yeah. away from programming. Um, if you want to, if you're thinking about doing ChatGPT for your programming, but you don't want to like a B, C, D grade. Alex and I both have training programs that take yeah. this grade from a D, C, B to, to an, an A++, A++ plus. Plus, yeah. where we take care of, you know, again, structuring all of that, making sure when you're not over fatiguing, teaching you about RIR, RPE, which it doesn't even include. So if you're interested, you need a training program, check out Alex and I's, well, he has one set, we both have separate ones, but check out one of ours, shoot us a DM on Instagram if you have questions about it. Um, and we both have seven day free trials. So you can yeah. try out both of them if you want to. True. Yeah. We yeah, both have true. home and full gym options. So you yeah. can try out all four if you wanted. Cool. Just want to plug that in there. A little shameless plug for both of us. Good plug. Um, okay. What's the next thing we wanted to ask it? Next one is uh, to make us a nutrition menu. But I feel like we need to be a little bit more. We have to be specific about what we want. Let's so do we're this. bulking. We're both bulking. Maybe we say something along those lines. Well, let me say. So our next question was make macronutrient nutrient recommendations. Mm -hmm. So maybe we say make macronutrient recommendations for a bulk yep. or for a deficit or okay. in some of those lines. You want to do your calories or my calories? Because or like, so I'm going to say like, I'm a 28-year-old male or female based on whichever one of us we're using. Who, who do you want to use? Let's use me and let's okay. add Let's add in. Would this be weird if we add in like for the summertime, like specified the time of year? I don't know if that would change it. Sure. Let's try it okay. out. Okay. So, so what do we want to say? Um, I'm looking to continue my bulk. Um, okay. How many calories should I be eating? I'm a 28-year-old woman. Um, five foot seven five and 151 pounds. Seven, 151 pounds. I'm moderately active. I'd say you're moderately yeah, active. Yeah, moderately active. Yeah, I'm moderately active. Um, what should my calories and protein targets be? Good? Okay. Yeah, go for it. Let's just do, let's do simple. <clears throat> Okay. To determine your daily calorie and protein targets for bulking, we need to calculate your total daily energy expenditure first. TDEE is an estimation of how many calories your body burns in a day based on your age, height, weight, gender, and activity level. Once we have your TDEE, we can add a surplus of calories to it to support muscle growth. Here we can calculate your TDEE using the Harris-Benedict equation. Then it gives like the equation for your BMR. It calculates okay. your BMR at 1,437 calories. Then it says to calculate TDEE, we need to multiply BMR by an activity factor that represents your daily activity level. For moderate activity, the activity factor is 1.55. So we're at 2,200 calories. So your estimated TDEE is 2,227 calories per day. I'm just going to round it to 2,200. Okay. To gain weight, you'll need to add a calorie surplus uh, to this number. A moderate calorie surplus of 250 to 500 calories per day is a good starting point for most people. In your case, let's add a 300 calorie surplus to your TDEE. So it gives you a new calorie target of 2527 calories. Um, they said This is so great. I love this. Okay, keep going. They say now let's calculate your protein target. Protein is essential for building and repairing muscle tissue and a good starting point for protein intake during a bulk is 0.8 to 1 gram of pound uh, per of protein per pound of body weight. So it calculates it at 1 gram per pound. Um, does 151 grams. Um, they said, remember that these are just estimates and everybody's body is unique. So you may need to adjust your calorie and protein intake based on your individual response to the diet and training. It's also important to get enough carbohydrates and healthy fats in your diet to support energy and hormonal balance. Woo! Okay, let's write it real quick. Well, you don't know what my calories are and my protein is. Wait, what does it say for my protein? 151 grams. That's okay. a safe bet. That's a safe bet. Yeah. Um, let's... Uh... You want to scale on scale of one to or yeah. A to F? A to, a to F. Um, oh, okay. I'm, I'm struggling on which to pick. I, I, I've got mine locked. Okay. Ready? One, two. Are you, hold on. No. I, let me just say, let me say on the record that I hate the way you're doing this. One, two, three, and then we're saying it on four. Is that what we're doing? Oh, one, two, three. Say it. On four, basically. So in on replacement four, of four. Yeah. Okay. How okay. would you prefer me to do it? Like one, three, two, two one, bank. Well, Boom. I'll do that then. We'll count backwards. Okay, okay. That's all you want to change. Because then, then it's a definitive, and then it's a definitive, and we say it on go and, and replacement of go. So three, two, one, blank. Okay, okay. okay. Ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, three, two, 
one a B plus. plus. Oh, a plus it was spot on well, it was spot on it was spot on except for my oh. protein but like you said it was a really safe guess you know what i mean well, it and doesn't they give the range of 0.8 to 1 and i think I mean, like yeah and now was... the, now the range is coming down from you know 0.8 to 0.7 to 1 but like that's not leading you astray it's not wrong it's just like maybe it's overkill but it's not a bad thing you know and the and i said before i said it i was struggling i was gonna do a plus or a minus because okay, okay let's just say like i know like you know, I have a different, you know, it doesn't know how much muscle someone has on them, sure. what their, what their physique is like, all that's just guessing. And sure. so I was like, a minus because it doesn't know, but at the same time, like it doesn't know when it's recommending this, which is incredible. Right. So yeah. I gave it an A plus because I was just very shocked with the, uh, limited. I mean, we did it at my height, my weight, all that with the limited amount of information, how spot on it was. Mm -hmm. um, and then it weighed on, went on the safe side of like, hey, let's just do 151 grams of protein. Like I'd rather give me over protein than under. Yep. Um, because, you know, so I was just really impressed because I think because I, you know, it was spot on for me. So, what are your bulking target right um, now? I'm currently at 2,500 calories. Shut I'm up. I'm actually going to up it because I'm yeah. starting to kind of plateau a little bit. So I think I'm going to yep. go up to about 2,600. Yep. So it's literally in there and my protein's 120. Wow. So, but that's just because I go based mm -hmm. off of like lean the body mass versus eight. my, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. 0.8. And then I go off more of like a lean body mass um, calculation. So that's why when I, I started laughing when you were talking, because I was like, this isn't real life. Like how is, and then <laughs> he was saying like, you know, just remember like these are ballpark, like just everything. Yeah. I was so, this it's is a very literally nuanced better. answer. Do what? It's a very nuanced answer. Yeah. And it was just, I just, I think why I'm so impressed as we're not even that far in, but like, it's so what, like, it's just like a very healthy answer. Exactly. You know, it's not telling you to cut out carbs and saying, Hey, you need a healthy amount of fats. You need a healthy amount of carbs. Like it's promoting a very, it's like you go to my fitness pal and it's like, you need to be eating a thousand calories. calories and, <laughs> and then, you know how you put something in my, in my fitness pal and be like, Oh my gosh, you're going over your sodium for oh, the day. So and, it's just, and it's in red. And it's yeah. like, Chat GPT has Demeaning. been like really positive. Yeah. So no, Chat GPT is awesome. I'm going to say for everybody that wants to um, try Chat GPT, it is free. You just go to chat.openai.com. Um, you might have to make an account or something like that. But again, all free unless you go for the paid for version. But everything that you see here, it's not necessarily going to replicate it with your results. Um, and so you can always ask it to regenerate a response. I think my only. Um, recommendation here would be i would be curious to see if we were 250 pounds or something that was overweight if it mm. would still use the one gram per pound of body weight measurement Let's do it. or sure yeah well just say, like, maybe do you want to finish your thought first of my how it did mine and then we'll go into that uh no i don't really mind so okay. much i think i'm just gonna okay. say like uh if actually you know what i do want to say one thing on this i'm gonna ask it um with this calorie target how many grams of fiber Oh, Should okay. I yeah. I love that. And we're shooting for, you know, the American Heart Association, I'm pretty sure it is 14 grams per 1000 calories. So like right. for you, yeah. you're shooting for like, you know, 25 grams, ish, 30 grams, right. something like that. Let's see. A general guideline, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I loved watching your face there. If no one, if y'all are not watching this on YouTube, like his face, you look and then it just drops. Almost it like dejected. Like, yeah, we're done. Um, yeah. All right. So I said, or, you know, I asked with this calorie target, how many grams of fiber should I be eating? Chat said a general guideline for daily fiber intake is 14 grams per 1000 calories consumed with your calorie target of 25, 27 calories per day. Your daily fiber intake would be, would ideally be around 35 grams per day. However, it's important to note that individual fiber needs may vary depending on factors such as age, gender, and activity level. It's always a good idea to consult with a registered dietitian or healthcare professional to determine your specific nutrient needs. I love that. However, and then it just, it just solid. <sighs> goes into it so wow good. so that good. was really good I think, I think that fiber intake might be a little bit high um especially because, i mean I, I don't know and and maybe it's not i think just for anybody listening to this don't feel like oh my gosh if that's my calories i need 35 grams of protein i or 35 grams of fiber sorry fiber. Yeah. yeah i think just kind of monitor your own gastrointestinal kind of like feedback your see if there's any bloating any nausea um any but, not pooping yeah, yeah, exactly. And but like yeah. be inquisitive about it and see if like, you know, this GI distress, is it because of a certain food you're eating? Or is it because of your total fiber intake? So that, that would be my only recommendation on that end. Yeah. 
Uh, so would, what would you give that a, for a rating for its fiber? What it rated, like what it uh, recommended? I don't think we have to do a three, two, one on this one. I think no, it's just, we don't. I think it's just an A. I, I feel like this is an A. I think it's a safe recommendation. It's not telling you like 10 grams. It's not telling you 100 grams. I think anywhere in the neighborhood. Why not an A 30... plus? Like where, because where, I'm what's missing? I'm sorry. I said, because I'm jealous. Jealous? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't admit that it's doing a really good job. Yeah, right. No, um, maybe it's an A plus. Honestly, okay. like what else? I was just curious. Yeah, I, I think I think it's gonna be. Yeah, it's probably an A plus. Yeah, that's okay. Fair. Okay. All right. What um, what do we want to ask it next? Oh, actually, okay. do we want to ask it like if I'm overweight, have a lot of excess body fat, how much protein should I be eating? Um. I want I so we're doing a really good job of giving it very specific questions, right? We Your average gen of... plot person may not ask it as an as a, uh um what's the word I'm looking for specifically? Like we're making sure we give it every information so it's gonna be yeah, so it's successful. Let's just say I'm five foot whatever, something, something pounds that would indicate overweight or being obese, um, and say how much protein do I need? All right, I'm going to say I'm five foot tall okay, and 265 pounds with a lot of excess body fat. No, don't even, don't even no, put that. No, okay. Yeah. No. Let's see, okay. let's see if it, if it gets that. Okay. I'm five foot tall and 265 pounds. I mean, hold on. I'm a five foot tall woman. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, and 265 pounds. How much protein should I be eating? Yep. Leave it at that. And we're not talking about muscle growth. We're not talking about fat loss. I just, we're just and and you <clears> know I, then I think we have to understand like <gasps> you gasped. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you ready for this? Wait, let me, let me pause. Whatever sure. after you read it, whatever we rate it, we have to understand that like we didn't give it the full picture. But you already gasped, so I'm sure like it's either good or bad. Just go ahead. <laughs> Brie, this is so say? good. It's I mean it, it just finished typing. What did it say? Protein intake is an important factor in weight loss and weight management. A good starting point for protein intake is 0.8 to 1 gram um, of one gram of protein per pound of body weight. However, when it comes to overweight or obese individuals, a more accurate way to determine protein needs Come is on. to use lean body mass, LBM, instead of total body weight. Lean wow. body mass represents the weight of your body without the fat. A higher lean body mass means that you have more muscle mass, which has a higher metabolic rate compared to fat. Therefore, it's more metabolically active and requires more calories to maintain. Without knowing your body fat percentage, it's difficult to determine your lean body mass accurately. However, as a rough estimate, let's assume that your body fat percentage is around 40%, which means that your lean body mass is around 60% of your total body weight. To calculate your protein intake based on your lean body mass, you can use the following formula. And then it gives the formula. Um, they said, assuming that your lean body mass is around 60% of your total body weight, your lean bo body mass would be around 159 pounds. Protein intake, 159 times 0 0.8 to 1 gram. Protein intake equals 127 to 159 grams of protein per day. So as an overweight or obese woman with a total body weight of 265 pounds and an estimated lean body mass of 159 pounds, your protein intake should be around 127 to 159 grams of, um, of protein per day. However, it's important to note that these are just rough estimates and individual protein needs may vary depending on uh, factors such as age, gender, and activity level. It's always best to, and then yada, yada, yada. <sighs> Should we retire? I, right? I, I think we go aside there because we realize our, our jobs are done for. You yeah. Know? I think it's just, just this kidding. realization There's of like, obviously like the we can talk about it maybe towards the end, like the difference I think in this and like where yeah. we maybe see it going in the future, but um, three, two, one, and then we'll say. Yeah. Three, two, one, A, a plus. plus. Yeah. This it was, was really good. Really good. Especially with how limited information we gave it. Yeah. Okay. How about we use... Wow. <clears throat> um, well, I have, we... I have one that I'm excited for you to dive into. If you're okay. wanting to keep... If you want to keep going on this, we can. No, let's do it. What do you want, yeah. what do you want to do? What were you wanting to do next? Well, I, I think at some point we should um, give it the calories, give it our protein and fiber goal that it's calculated for you. Okay. And then say like build a menu, you know, build like Ooh. a build like a grocery list, build a menu. I think I think the steps should be like build a menu and then build a grocery list off of that menu. Let's do that. Let's keep on the same track that we're on. And then I'm excited for this last one that we have on here. So, OK, so if I'm a what are you, five foot like six, seven, five seven. foot seven, 
151. Right? I know. Tall girl energy. Brie and I have never met. We're meeting in May. Pretty excited. Are, wait, we are right. Are we? Yeah, we are. We are. Sorry, okay. I didn't mean to call. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, wait. <laughs> no, we are. We okay. are. All right, I'm five foot seven inches. If I'm a five foot seven woman weighing 151 pounds with a goal of muscle growth during my bulk, I'm just gonna say like I am, not if I am, but okay. I am. Um, I'm shooting. For, I'm gonna say 2,600 calories. Perfect. Yeah. 2,600 calories and what? How many grams of protein? 120. 120, 120 grams yeah. protein and do you track fiber? 25 grams of fiber, we could say. Yeah, 25 grams of fiber. 25 grams of fiber. Um, could you make me a three-day menu? Let's not do three-day. I feel like it's gonna be so long. Could you make me a like a a sample day of eating? A sample. Yes. Perfect. Sample day of eating. A sample day of eating to hit these targets. Is there any foods that you want to see in particular? Or any foods that you don't Ooh, want to see? We should, we should add in like, I'm vegan or vegetarian or something. I'm okay. not, but do you think we should throw that curveball or just see what it does? Let's do this first. Let's just, and let's then, just see what it does. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll okay. throw it a curveball. All right. So the question is, I'm a five foot seven woman weighing 151 pounds with a goal of muscle growth during my bulk. I'm shooting for 2,600 calories and 120, gra 120 grams of protein and 25 grams of fiber. Could you make me a sample day of eating to hit these targets? Enter. Beautiful. Certainly. Here's a sample meal plan that should meet your calorie protein and fiber goals. Breakfast, two large eggs, scrambled, 12 grams of protein. One slice whole wheat toast, four grams of protein, three grams of fiber. One medium orange, two grams of protein, three grams of fiber. Snack, one medium apple, one ounce almonds. It does give the protein and fiber after each thing. Oh, cool. Um, lunch, four ounces of grilled chicken breast, one cup cooked quinoa, one cup steamed broccoli. Second snack is one medium banana, one cup of non-fat Greek yogurt. Dinner is four ounces of grilled salmon, one cup of cooked brown rice, one cup of roasted asparagus. And then the third snack is one medium pear, one ounce cheddar cheese. And then it says this meal plan totals approximately 2,600 calories, 120 grams protein, and 25 grams fiber. Keep in mind that this is just a sample and you can adjust to your preferences. Also, make sure to drink plenty of water throughout the day to stay hydrated. What? It acted the little water thing in there? <laughs> that. Whoa. Okay. So let me say that this one looks pretty good. I'm eyeballing it. I'm not adding up all these individual numbers of protein and fiber. I'd need like, you know, some time, just like 30 seconds to do that. I don't yeah. think we should do that live. Um, I've done something like this in the past and the numbers were way off and I'm not saying they are here. I'm not saying they are okay. here. I'm just saying that for anybody listening, if you try to do this, just please keep in mind that the numbers, yeah, double check the numbers. Yeah. Be sure to double check the numbers okay. on both protein, fiber, and the calories. Cause it could okay. be slightly off. Okay. Still. Do we want to rate this? Definitely. Okay. Three, two, one, A, a minus. Why the A minus? I give it A minus. You know why I gave it A minus? A lot of snacks, small meals. No. One, where are the cookies, where are the pizza in this? Mm. Okay. We want I need yep. some fun foods. Yeah, you do. Two, they don't give you in grams or ounces. It's all cups and stuff. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Changing my answer, because what a good, what a good acknowledgement. And I one hundred percent agree. Yeah. Which yes. again, it's something wrong. Like you could obviously like my rice. You could ballpark it, sure. Well, not in that, but my like my rice bag says like one cup or 45 grams. So you could easily switch that. But if sure. I'm trying to be like, okay, chat GPT has been so amazing. I'm like, I'm going to get tough on this thing, you know? And I'm yeah, like, okay, you sure. didn't put in grams and ounces. So you're already encouraging people to measure in cups and tablespoons, which will make people be off. And then two, all of the foods here are the, you know, quote unquote clean stuff, which is nothing wrong. Like this is a very nutritious, wonderful way to eat. But it doesn't help people to be like, okay, here, let's balance like having a Rice Krispie treat, but also hitting your protein goals. And so if someone was to pull up this meal plan, they might feel restricted. They're just eating beef and chicken and rice and broccoli all day long. And they're not learning how to fit in um, fun foods. foods that they enjoy. Yeah, the fun foods. However, yeah, yeah we only asked it for mm -hmm. one day, you know, all that. But this is me being hard. That's why I gave it the A minus because it didn't include any fun foods and it did not. It put everything in cups. Okay, so while you were uh, saying that, I asked yes. it, could you change these from volume measurements to weight measurements? It did that. It oh, gave us beautiful. grams on every single thing. Um, and it also said at the end, please note that these weight measurements are approximations and may vary depending on the actual size and weight of the food you use. To ensure the most accurate measurement, you may want to use a kitchen scale. 
Wow. Okay, A plus now. <laughs> really good. Wow. Um, how about we also add in the thing of um, this feels a bit boring. Could we add some fun foods like, I don't no, know. No, just add fun foods. I'm wondering what fun foods is its definition. Sure. So I'm going to say this feels a bit boring. Could we add some fun foods? Let's see. So sure, let's incorporate some fun, more fun foods while staying within your calorie, protein, and fiber goals. Here's um, an updated sample meal plan. It now has, it's changed quite a bit. Okay. Um, it kept all of the gram measurements, the protein, the fiber, but now we're working with things like one ounce dark chocolate, two whole grain pancakes, two turkey sausage links, one cup what? of unsweetened vanilla almond milk, um, peanut butter, um, we got like a grilled chicken sandwich. Um, oh, uh, no, not as fun as I wanted it. But the fact that it went from like a grilled chicken bread super to, to like to a like, sandwich, you know, like yeah. it just it put a little pizzazz into there. I mm -hmm. and then the dark chocolate that was cute, you know, but that wow, pretty good. That's pretty, pretty good. good. So I had asked um, the other day I had a meeting with Mike Dola and if, for the for listeners who are are unfamiliar with Mike Dola. He created a, a nutrition company called Stronger You. Um, anyways, he was a co-founder of that. He recently took a very sizable exit from that. Um, it's public information. So if you want to go look it up, you can. But anyways, I had asked him, do you think that AI could replace my job? And he said, he took some time to think about it. And then he said, no. And the reason is, is people could have the best plan laid out from them but unless it is given to somebody that they respect, it doesn't, it, it will not, they won't follow it and they won't be held accountable. And I, you know, I, I was nervous about that, but I do agree with him that people are going to be re more ready to listen to people like you or me because we have lived experiences. No, 100%. no, you know, no disrespect to chat GPT, but you are just a chat model. And if chat GPT is listening to this podcast in the future, I'm very sorry for <laughs> diminishing you to that. <laughs> We always have to be kind to the chat. AIs just in right. case. Just the AIs in case. are going to come after you. Yeah, exactly. You never know. You so never know. We're sorry ahead of time. Yeah, we're sorry ahead of time and we respect you. And yes. we're giving you a really good grades, all things considered. Yes. Um, on this, yeah, I mean, this is this is like an A for me. It's pretty solid. I think just be yeah. aware of what the calculations are actually looking like and what it adds up to. Do your due yeah. diligence. But I want to, I wanna, before we move on from that, I wanted just to keep diving into what you said about like what Mike Dola said is like, I agree. Like I, it, for a big reason, I know when I've worked with coaches in the past and when people reach out to me, they're like, you know, I saw X, Y, Z that you posted and I related to that. There's this yep. relatability yeah. that is so valuable in having a coach, whether that's just chatting about like, you know, what you're going, like I have a lot of clients where their friends aren't into fitness, they're not into working out, they're not into, you know, eating healthy, whatever it is. And so it's nice to have someone that gets where you're coming from, not yeah. only currently, but previously or in the future. And that's just invaluable. And I think to this point, even before AI, like we have Google, you can Google a lot, lot of yeah, this stuff, right? True. Like you can Google, you can go on tdcalculator.net and get your macros. You can look up recipes on Pinterest, like yeah, is it as a nice cheap as workout program? Is it going to be yeah. perfect? Is it individualized? No, but you can get, go on Instagram you know? and pull up so many different people's workouts. Like people, like you said, offer free workout stuff. Like this stuff is available on the internet, yet coaches are still so incredibly valuable. And so Agreed. I just don't see anything being able to replace that relationship that yeah. you have with a client. The human um, element is human element, 100%. Is, is important. I'm going to ask it now. Um, could you make a grocery list for me using this sample meal plan? Yeah, it's going to do it with flying colors. I've seen people do this and it's insane. Yeah, I mean, I think this one's pretty straightforward. It's doing it right now. It's not giving me the exact quantities. I'm sure I could get it, you know, if I ask it to make the quantities, I could. Um, <laughs> so it gives a huge list. I'm not going to read it all out because it's a long list of yeah. probably like 60 items. And then it says, remember to check your pantry and fridge for any items you may already have on hand to avoid unnecessary Stop. purchases. Also, feel free to adjust the quantities of each item based on your personal preferences and dietary needs. I'm just going to say, like, could you turn this into a table format? I don't know why I would need that, but I just want to see if it will. Oh, see if it'll do it. So it's easier to look at, probably. Oh, wow. If you guys oh. can't see his face right now, but oh, his, his chin is on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it broke it down. It's a table. 
and the yeah. columns at the top of you know each uh, column, it says protein and dairy, produce, grains, nuts and seeds, meat and seafood, and then other. And then it just has it boom broken down. Wow. I wonder what should be the rough price for this uh, grocery trip. It's going to be like, well, depending on where you live. A hundred percent. Yeah, it says that cost uh, can vary greatly depending on your location. And now it is giving me. It's um, it's a little bit wonky on this one. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's a little bit wonky. The columns kind of got messed up. The okay. rows kind of got messed up. Um, it's trying its best to formulate a total cost. It said $89, but it seems like we're missing some stuff. And the layout is very, very, very confusing. I think it was because it tried to stick with the table format. Yeah, that was um, hard. <clears throat> it's a little bit hard. All right. What, what's the what's the next question that we have? For well, OK, this one's not on there, but I uh -huh. I think we should ask it some fitness myths like is fasted cardio better and see how it answers sure. things that are not yeah. like even ask it like, are BCAs good to have? Like, you know, we just did the supplement podcast. Like, let's ask it something of that sort. What do you want to start with? Um, I think it's like fasted cardio. I don't know why that one comes to mind, but let's just say, is fasted cardio better for fat loss? Okay. Got it. There's some evidence to suggest. Oh, I don't agree. Disagree. Disagree. But we're going to, we're going to start. Yeah, yeah, we're just yeah. going to work. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, it kind of walks it back. All right, so it says there is some evidence to suggest that fasted cardio, cardio exercise performed on an empty stomach, usually first thing in the morning, may be more effective for fat loss than cardio performed after a meal or later in the day. The idea behind fasted cardio is that when your body's in a fasted state, it has lower levels of stored glycogen, the body's primary source of energy, which can cause it to turn to stored fat for fuel during exercise. However, the evidence is not conclusive, and the effectiveness of fasted cardio for fat loss can vary depending on factors such as type and intensity of the exercise, the individual's diet and fitness level, and their overall lifestyle habits. Additionally, some studies have suggested that the difference in fat loss between fasted and fed cardio may not be significant enough to warrant the discomfort and potential negative side effects of exercising on an empty stomach. Overall, the most important factor for fat loss is to maintain a calorie deficit Stop. through a combination of diet and exercise rather than focusing solely on the timing of cardio exercise. It's also important to prioritize healthy lifestyle habits, such as getting enough sleep, managing stress, and staying hydrated, which can all contribute to overall health and fitness. Ooh. Okay. Three. Give me a moment. Okay. Okay. Um, Just no, no pressure. Think about it. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. Let's do it. Three, two, one. D B minus. D plus. Oh, D plus. Yeah. Okay. You, know, you, go, you want to explain you, your grading first? You go first because I know you're going to say all the same stuff that I'm going to say, except you were harsher and I'm kind of agreeing with you. Yeah. I. The reason why I even gave it a D and not like an F. So this is where I started. I was an F. I was like, this is totally wrong. Yep. And then it was like, but, you know, we, there's not enough evidence. And I was like, okay, D. Yep. And then it was like, you know, outside of a calorie deficit, I was like, oh, okay, D plus. We're, we're getting up there. Sure. However, it's just not like if someone was curious about fasted cardio and read this, they would still be confused if I should do fasted cardio or not. And so right. I don't think it finally solved the problem for someone curious about this. So I was like D plus because it does hesitate people from believing that it's better and it does bring in the calorie deficit. But other than that, it's just unclear if someone's trying to get a final answer. Yeah, it doesn't dispel the the I mean, it's just like it's not going to be better. I did like that. It said like that the the evidence is not conclusive. Yes. Um, but to say that it can vary in effectiveness, I disagree with that because absolutely, yeah, we're just using different fuel for the same purpose essentially, and yeah, but it doesn't change the amount of fat that we'll lose in terms of adipose tissue or body. Fat. Yeah, I just think the whole again, if you had no idea, you're just trying to find the answer. Like you're confused still, you're like confused. if you'd be doing it or not. Yeah. So what was Maybe your? I should just be like, so wait, should I do it? <laughs> It it's says, gonna be like based on your recommendation. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um honestly, it just it says exactly that. It's like a long thing, okay, just well, saying it, it does it does say like it depends on what you prefer, which I yeah. think is kind of fair. Um 
which that's it, true. Like yeah, if you that enjoy doing cardio on an empty stomach, go for it. Go like, that's for it. Wrong. It's yeah. fine. It's just not going to be any better. And it just says, uh, the last paragraph, it gave me three paragraphs. I'm not going to read all of it, but it basically just says like, ultimately the best approach for fat loss is to focus on creating a sustainable and healthy lifestyle that includes regular exercise, a balanced diet and healthy lifestyle habits, rather than relying on one specific exercise or diet technique. And I think that paragraph on its own deserves an A plus plus. So many people find that, or like in my experience, they feel like there is one methodology that is going to work for them and they have to get these results very fast. Yeah. Tailor your life to the outcome that you want and you will get it given enough time. That is my takeaway here is that you can't brute force this. It's you you need to, I mean, you can to a degree, right? You could, you could run a marathon every day. You could cut out carbs or something like that. These aren't recommendations. I'm just saying you could do those things, but I think, yeah, creating a sustainable and healthy lifestyle and, you know, given the parameters that I said, that's that's not bad. That's pretty good. I like that. I do. It's not specific. It's general. And I think anybody reading that would say like, well, yeah, duh. You know, yeah. so that's kind of but the other side. From of our perspectives being coaches, like, you know, I think having our perspective, we're like, yes, like preach this more. And so people are, but then people's definition of healthy lifestyle, they're trying to never eat pizza, never eat ice sure. cream. Yeah, yeah. And they restrict. And so for us, like, we're like, yes, create it to your lifestyle. So I think we read that sentence and take it in a little bit different than maybe your average person might. I'm asking, can I eat pizza and ice cream and still lose weight? Ooh, I like that one. <clears throat> Yeah, nailed it. Losing weight is all about creating a calorie deficit, which means burning more calories than you consume. While it is technically possible to lose weight while eating pizza and ice cream, it would require require careful attention to portion sizes and overall calorie intake. Pizza and ice cream are often high in calories, fat, and sugar, which can make it challenging to fit them into a weight loss diet without going over your daily calorie limit. That being said, you can still enjoy these foods in moderation as part of a balanced diet that includes plenty of uh, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and lean protein sources. To lose weight while still enjoying foods like pizza and ice cream, it's important to practice portion control and balance your meals and snacks throughout the day. This might involve cutting back on other high-calorie processed foods to make room for occasional treats or choosing lower-calorie versions of your favorite foods. Overall, the key to successful weight loss is to create a sustainable, healthy, blah, 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 blah. So it repeats the same thing that it did yeah. last time. Yeah. Wow. Good. I think that's good. A plus plus. I'm not even a waiting plus. for a countdown. A plus. Yeah. A plus. Phenomenal. That was great. Um, what else do we have in our... Oh, yeah, so um, this, is the, this is the last one. I think we should do this one. Because you and then think if I'm going to this one apart. Do what? You think I'm going to rip this one apart? Oh, I don't know. It's just you're yeah. the one that has the most expertise in this, but it's sure. how to deadlift properly. Yeah, okay. So... I don't know if you want to ask it just very general. How do I properly deadlift? I've never deadlifted before. Could you give me a step by step process um, to perform a conventional barbell deadlift? Because I don't want it to get confused with dumbbell or, you know, whatever. But I'm also I love that you did specifics. I think it's fine. We should go with it. But I also want to see how well it can tell us without all the specifics. You want me to take out the specifics? Because, well, I'm Maybe just thinking like, for like- a, People you aren't going to say conventional. People might not throw right. barbell. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to think like, you know, your average person who, do, who doesn't know all the terms or things to ask, if they were to say, hey, how do I do a deadlift? How well does it advise someone who doesn't know to ask all the questions that we do? Okay. I'm going to say, I've never deadlifted before. Could you give me the step-by-step process? Perfect. Let's do that. All right. Certainly. Deadlifting is a compound exercise that targets the muscles in your legs, back, and core. Here are the steps to perform a conventional deadlift, which is the most common variation. Pretty good. One, approach the bar with feet shoulder width apart so that the bar is in the middle of your feet. How do you want me to correct this? Do you want me to do it step by step? Because I'm already going to rip this apart. Oh, um, (laughs) I think you need to read through it first. Fair. And I'll go back because I actually want to I want to develop my own opinion before you rip it apart and then see how we match up, because obviously you're you're the deadlift master when it comes to this. So, you know, just go ahead, read through the whole thing first. Okay. And um, yeah, I'm not going to like really talk myself up, but I would consider myself one of the best deadlift instructors I personally know. I agree. Um, and I'm like, I'm really going to toot my own horn for a second. And I've told this to other people, clients and non-clients. I consider my deadlift instruction to be world-class and I actually will, I would, agree. I would put that to the test. I would agree. I really appreciate it. Um, okay. One, approach the bar with feet shoulder width apart so that the bar is in the middle of your feet. Two, bend down and grip the bar with both hands using an overhand grip, palms facing down, or mixed grip, one palm facing up and one palm facing down. Your hands should be shoulder width apart or slightly wider. 
Three, brace your core and lift your chest up, keeping your back flat and your shoulder blades pulled down and back. Four, begin the lift by driving through your heels and pushing your hips forward, lifting the bar off the ground. Keep your arms straight and your shoulders back throughout the lift. Five, as you lift the bar, exhale, exhale forcefully and continue to engage your core and glutes. Six, when you reach the top of the lift, stand tall with your hips fully extended and the bar held in front of your thighs. Seven, lower the bar back down to the ground by reversing the movement, keeping your back flat and core engaged. Some additional tips for performing a safe and effective deadlift include start with a light weight to include proper form before adding more weight. Keep the bar close to your body throughout the lift. Avoid rounding your back or allowing your knees to cave in. Don't jerk or bounce the bar and avoid locking your knees at the top of the lift. If you have any existing back or hip injuries or conditions, consult with a medical professional before attempting the deadlift. Last part, remember, okay. like any exercise, deadlifts require proper form and the technique to avoid injury and get the most benefit. Consider working with a certified personal trainer or coach to ensure that you are performing the exercise correctly and safely. We love that. Let okay. me just say that if we do any more ChatGPT episodes, I'm going to need to do cardio so that my lungs can handle speaking this much. <laughs> gonna figure out a way that i take some of this for you so oh, that way totally yeah fine. i really don't okay. mind okay if, if listeners don't like my voice though man this is a tough one to sit through well you're you're, <laughs> you're actually very i was actually thinking this whole podcast i'm like wow he's really good at reading this quickly so it doesn't take forever and yeah. you are you enunciate very well i try to, I try to enunciate on this because maybe maybe during my normal life, i think i would a stumble mumbly. a ton if it was me so i think you've done great so <clears throat> all right do you want we'll to do give it, uh, a rating three uh, three two one okay ready Three, two, one, C. D minus. Okay, I give it a C. I mean, you knew I was going to be more particular on this. I did, yeah. Um, so I was pretty much always going to give it a lower rating than you were, I think. Um, anything stand out to you? Mm. I know you don't have it in front of you, so it's hard well, to... No, stand out. And what, what do you mean by stand out to me? Like, it was really yeah. good or bad about it kind of thing? Let's say what's bad. Let's rip it apart. Um... I got, um, this isn't necessarily chat GPT, but like, I'm thinking from the, the perspective of someone who doesn't know how to do one. I'm like, I can't visualize this, yeah. you know, like I can for a part where it's like, okay, feet shoulder width apart. And then it was like, push your shoulders down. It's like, okay, if you don't know how to engage your lats and all that kind of that's, stuff, like yeah. you're not going to know what that means. And so that's a big thing that pointed out is like, mm, this is hard because there's not a, I, would be so much better if there was a video. So that's what really stood out to me. And I think a big part of why I gave it, like a, there was other reasons why I gave it a D, but that was like, it was just, did you it is already hard to explain it without seeing it. So wait, did you give I it went, a C or a D? Oh, I gave it a C. I'm I sorry. You gave it a C, C I was I like, gave it a D minus. Yeah, you gave D minus. Cause I gave it a C cause in my brain, I was like, this is really just average. And I don't think it helps to solve the problem, but it gives some good tips of like generally. And like, I love that it said, you want the barbell to be close to you, like those certain things. Um, but I was like, this is kind of just an average answer on top of it. I can't see it demonstrated. Eh, I'm going to give it a C. So okay. I'm ready for you to tear it apart, though. OK, let me just say that I could go on for a while. So I'm going to keep it kind of brief because there okay. is. And like also because we don't have video, you know, like when I when you sent me your deadlift form video, it's like I told you exactly what I needed you to do in what the course of like one minute. You know, yeah. and so it's like there are going to be specific things that I'm going to see depending on, a you know, what your deadlift looks like that I want you to fix. And it's almost like a priority list of like what's the highest priority thing that will transfer to the most load advantage right. um, in a powerlifting context. Let me say that. Right. Um, OK, so with a conventional deadlift, going shoulder width apart for your feet. So this was step one. It said approach the bar with a feet shoulder width apart. So the bar is in the middle of your feet. Um, I actually like that. I like having it be pretty much in the middle of your foot when we're talking toe to heel, um, basically scraping your shin. We want to keep this bar very, very tight to our body. Um, if you are a competitive power lifter or you're interested in lifting a very heavy amount of weight with a conventional deadlift, I would consider wearing damn near knee high socks um, because otherwise you're gonna, your shin should bleed. That's how much it should be Ooh. tucked into you. I have scars all over the front of my shins because, and, and hair doesn't really grow there too easily That's, anymore because I'm pulling. Your body so, learned. Yeah. Um, yeah. Waste of time to grow any hair there. Yeah. But um, feet shoulder width apart, I disagree with. I think they should be hip width, which is a little bit closer mm -hmm. in. Okay. And the reason for that is because we want our hands to hang directly down. If they are any farther out, we're going to lose out on that capability of getting tension into the lats because the lats, you know, they wrap around the rib cage. So if we can keep them kind of in line with the shoulder blades, um, we'll be able to get more tension into them possibly. Yeah. Uh, grip strength is going to go down the wider we go with that. So 
first, yeah, hip width should be, um, is what I would recommend for conventional. Next, um, bending down and grabbing the, you know, grabbing the bar with either a double overhand or a mixed grip, that's totally fine. There's no issue there. Um, and then it did say your hands should be shoulder width apart or slightly wider. So if your legs are shoulder width apart, your hands could not be shoulder width apart. Right. Yeah. So whatever. I catch that, but you're right. Like when you say that, I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, now it says brace your core and lift your chest up, keeping your back flat and your shoulder blades pulled down and back. So I don't hate the, um, don't hate the shoulder blades pulled down and back. Um, I think especially if you're like engaging your lats, you know, you are going to be depressing your shoulder blades and kind of like, um, I mean, you and I, I think are both kind of mimicking this movement right now. Yeah, we're both doing our shoulders <laughs> right now. The way I like to coach people on this is put oranges underneath your armpits and make some orange juice. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I like to, that. You know, yeah. And so that kind of brings people like it pulls them back and down very forcefully. Because if we're trying to make orange juice, we got to squeeze the shit out of those oranges. Yeah. Um, but I don't like that it says keeping your back flat. So this is a very common tip. People feel like, oh, you need a perfectly neutral spine or you at a higher risk for injury. Your body will adapt to the stresses that you apply to it as long as you're careful about the load management. You know, if we are brand new to doing something like a Jefferson curl, um, I think it's called a Jefferson curl, right? Where it's, Yeah, you're talking about where you like you're bent over and you just completely yeah. bend all the way. Yes, Jefferson yeah. curl. So if you're doing that, like, yeah, I mean, if you start at like 235 pounds and you've never done it before, oof, yeah, I mean, there might be a risk for injury, but that's the same thing with doing a barbell curl and right. you're doing like 200 pounds when you could only do 25, like right. risk of for injury goes up. So, um, wouldn't worry too much about your back being flat, bracing your core, lifting your chest up hard, ah, sort of hard disagree. The, a, a very strong conventional deadlift should be a combination of a push with your legs and pull with your upper body. Yeah. I like to tell people that um, before the bar even comes off the ground, this is what I told you. I want yeah. you to transfer the load and the energy from that bar because gravity is pulling this down, right? We need to pull that gravity, essentially that force that's going into the ground into our own body. And I want you to coil up like a spring or like a piston or a rocket ship that's generating a lot of thrust. And then we push off all at once. And so this yeah. pulling happens way before the pushing. What happens right. if we try to pull is we get a lot of our lower back and the lockout will be very, very tough to do because we can't engage our glutes as, as well as we should be able to. Yeah. Um, I love the deadlift. I want to, I want to actually go backtrack like one little point yeah. about the, the back, like keeping the spine flat. Cause I, just, yep. I think I just want to make sure we clarify that. Sure. You are for peeping, keep, people keeping their spine mostly neutral because you're going to get a better power output. But if it curves a little bit, that's okay too. Like absolutely. there's a line. There's to a, that. yes, absolutely. Okay. There. Yeah. Great, great addition. Okay. Um, yeah. If there's a little bit of spinal rounding, it's not an issue. Not it's just, we might be able to get better power output. You know, you always see people doing like, whether it's conventional or Romanian, there's a mirror in front of them. They're looking up at the mirror. Yeah. Tuck your chin. Yeah. I'm begging you to tuck your chin. It's not that tucking your chin will directly harm or benefit the lift. It's just that when we tuck our chin, our lumbar spine is probably going to stay a bit more neutral and we'll be able to get our glutes a little bit more. If you're yeah. familiar with Bob's Burgers, the Tina twerk where she like does her yeah. lower back like in and out, that right. is what happens like the in, you know, when Tina's doing yeah. that is what happens when we look up in the mirror a lot of times. It's not a guarantee. Yeah. It's just that's what I have experienced. So yeah. put I a think quarter on the ground, put a shoe on the ground in front of you, put whatever you need to do, a line of chalk and stare at it bite your shirt, bite your necklace, do whatever you have to do to remind yourself to keep the chin tucked. It's almost like your spine kind of follows what your head's doing. So if you're starting to oh, yeah. kick back and look up, the rest of your spine kind of follows. Agreed. Um, the next point, which was like begin to lift by driving through the heels, yada, yada, yada. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah. The next one after this, it says, as you lift the bar, exhale forcefully and continue to engage your core and glutes. What the hell are we talking like about? That. Yeah, I you, you hate that. You and I like kind of eyed each other at that one. I was like, mm, I don't know about yeah. that one. So okay. the reason I don't like that is, you know, you see these like lifters or something like, <clears throat> you know, on every, but if we are doing a lift that demands a high degree of core stability, like a barbell back squat or like a barbell deadlift, um, you know, we want to brace like we're getting punched in the stomach right? and then sip in a little bit of air. That is my favorite cue is don't try to just take this giant breath because you're going to feel like this doesn't help me. Yeah. What you want to do is brace and then there shouldn't be much room. 
there shouldn't be much room. I mean, literally the intra abdominal pressure from my head, like right then in that one second was insane. Yeah. Um, so don't exhale, hold the breath until you are complete with the rep. Um, if you really are trying to show out or something like I did on my third attempt at my first powerlifting meet, lift the bar off the ground, get it up to the top, hold it there. Look at the crowd, scream a little bit, yell like I'm the man, look down, stare down at the photographer in front of you and then let it slip out of your left hand. And it is a no lift. Yeah. That's, that's a true story. Yeah. That's a true story. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'll send you the video sometime. It's so funny because I just I like to see that. you see my fingers just like slowly uncurl as I'm oh, like, I was God. so confident. I was eight for nine at that point. Well, eight for eight at that point. Yeah. And uh, this was my ninth lift of the day. The final one. I just ripped it off the ground. I was feeling so strong. I was like, let's go. Oh, my God. Staring at the photographer, looking around the room at everybody. And yeah. I dropped it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, now the rest of this. Yeah, it just says like. Um, when you reach top of the lift, stand tall with your hips fully extended, fine. And then lower the bar back down by reversing the movement, keeping your back flat and core engaged. I, yeah, I think, I think the rest of this is good. So obviously I'm being very strict on it because I, this is a lift that is like so important to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Man. No. Yeah. That was a very long winded response. I'm sorry for people who don't care about the deadlift. (laughs) No, I I think everything you said applies to other things. And I think, you know, I'm sure the listener is interested to hear how you tear it apart because I'm sure someone listened, you know, heard everything you said and thought, oh, that's amazing. And then didn't think of the things that you gave feedback on. And so it gives people different insight when they look at lifts in addition to the deadlift too. So I think everything you said was wonderful and super insightful. So I appreciate it. Uh, Alex mentioned it a a little bit. There was one time I was, it was deload week and I was like, you know what? I had to go to the gym with Sage when I had one car. So I went with him. Um, I was like, I'm just gonna play around with deadlifts. I haven't deadlifted in like five, six years. Just, it's not really my, I don't like, it's not the most exciting exercise for me, whatever. So I was like, let me just play around with it. So I was like loading up the bar, seeing how heavy I could get. And I got up to 185 and I couldn't pull it. And I was like, I know I can do this weight but I'm doing something wrong. Like I know the basics of a deadlift. I can teach a deadlift for the most part. Like I know, I know my stuff, but I know Alex is that much better. And so I texted, I sent a video and I texted him and he gave me like feedback immediately. I was like, perfect. And I applied that as like in my brain, I applied it to a T. You did such a good job. Thank you. And I was like, and it like the second I went for the lift, I was like, okay. Like he said to the biggest thing I remember is you were like, you need to pull on that bar till you're going to pass out. Like you need to be pulling and pushing so hard that you want to pass out. And then you need to explode. Explode. Like your life depends on it. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I braced really hard and I grabbed it and I was pulling, like I was going to pass out, transferring all that power. And then on three, I was like, you are going to give it everything you got. And I did it. And I I pulled one. It shot up too. It 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 did. It shot up. I I think one of the, at you after I sent you the video, you were like, "Yeah, there's a few things we could fix." And I think I saw some of those things, but I was just yeah. so excited that I got it. And I even I was did so it happy for you at the very top. I like looked at the camera. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. No, and then after you like ran and grabbed the camera, you're like, "Let's go!" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just so much fun. It's just cool. And again, just to became to you know a coach. Like this is the value of a coach and someone yeah. directing you and um you know showing like coaches need coaches too i i can fully admit i'm not the expert on deadlift and i want to get better at that alex is going to be the person to go to so it was just fun like applying those few little things and then i got it and honestly when i was pulling it on the first video it wasn't budging and then right. when i applied those things i mean like you said it shot up pretty quickly and pretty easily um so it just it was just cool That's it was cool. a fun little moment no it's so. fun to see uh when you come here i have been debating like do i put you through a deadlift ringer of like hundred percent but i don't want you to like really push it and then you're like absolutely messed up well but i'm I'm sure you could you could find a balance for me right like i think you can find a balance where you're not going to kill me but it does challenge me yeah but yeah we definitely need to do that i mean by the time this episode is posted it'll be you'll be pretty close to being here yeah i'll be able to like be like two two weeks weeks away yeah Yeah, two weeks or something so yeah if you're listening to this and you want to see any specific content about like maybe me coaching Bree through a deadlift? Could be cool. Maybe cool. Yeah. 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 That would be really cool. We should do that for sure. All right. Well, cool. um, I think we'll, I think we'll probably wrap it up there. Yeah. 
yeah. Anything else you want to add to the chat GPT experience? Yeah, I'm going to say thank you, chat GPT. Well, I do want to say this. I think overall, if I was to give chat GPT like a scale overall, I'd pro uh, I, I teeter let's between do, like let's a... Do it. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, let's okay. do it. Let's do it. I can't pick though. Um, As an okay, overall okay, I'll coach do, I'll do this. I know what I'll do. Sure. Okay. Three, two, one. C plus. Wow. wow. For us okay. to get the same overall grade is pretty good. Yeah. There were some things I was so impressed with and that's where the plus comes in. But there were some things that were average or below average or didn't clarify for people. And so I can just see people at the end of all of their questions. Yeah. They got a good average answer and that's where the plus comes in. But then some people, again, still be maybe lost in what they're trying to do on certain things. I've seen, and this is going to be the hottest take of 2023, and I might I might get some angry messages about this, but I'm going to say it anyways because I'm committed. Okay. This did a better job coaching than some coaches that I've seen. Yeah, I would agree with that. There are a lot of, mm, no, I'm going to say it. There are a lot of bodybuilders who went through one singular prep and feel yeah. like they are confident enough to coach people. You cannot become a coach based on what you've done to your own body. You become yeah. a coach based on the amount of empathy you have and the amount of education you're investing in yourself. Yeah. How well you can speak to people really matters when you're a coach. And if yeah. you're just a bodybuilder that has pushed yourself to your limit, kudos to you. Bodybuilding is not easy, but it does not make you a coach. Yeah. Doesn't Doing one bodybuilding competition does not qualify you for yeah. sure. Yeah. Now, is that not to say that like ex your experience oh, just can help people? Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, if, you're, if you're a coach listening, you're like, Oh, wait, what? And like, you're, you're feeling bad about it. Like, just know like your experiences are valid. And that's also a part that helps you with your clients. But like, yeah. what's going to make you a really wonderful and great coach and, st and set you out from other people is exactly what Alex said. Get the so. reps in, just keep yeah. getting the reps. And I'm not saying like, I just don't want anybody to think like, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. No, I think, I think we're good. We're good. Cool. We'll leave it there. Well, this was probably one of my favorite episodes. I don't so know if it was yes, absolutely. because of our perspective or if you know everyone else loved listening to it too. But this was fun. We'll have to do this another chat GPT one. So. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do the paid like chat GPT four and then see like well, how different it is, you know. How different it is. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Well, cool. Well, everyone have a wonderful day and we will catch you on the next podcast. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Damn Strong Podcast. Show me some love by leaving a review and sharing a screenshot of this episode on your Instagram stories. Until next time, stay strong.